0: Hello and welcome to Harold. Hey, hey, it's Corey Vaughn with Adam Samaha. We're back uh, to talk to you about guess what? Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Uh, today, the episode is um, called Big Caesar and it's written by Jonathan Rosenthal and the Harold hey founder, Craig Bartlett. Classic Craig. C- Classic Craig. Uh, and it's directed by Dan Pavenmeier. Um Guys, Meister. this is. A Great episode. Fantastic. Um, Adam and I had a lot of fun talking it through. Um, some homework. Watch the episode. If you can, it's on Hulu Plus, it's on iTunes, but if not, just enjoy us talking about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, some other homework. Uh, r- read all of Joseph Campbell because we talk about him. Uh, there's actually a really good YouTube uh, with him and Bill Moyer. A um, uh, oh, really yeah. great interview. It's on, uh, if you Google, like Joseph Campbell, Bill Moyer. Bill Moyer probably. is the man. Yes, they're both the men. They're both the men. <laughs> um, email us rate. I'm. I'm just gonna say this every time. You sitting there, stop listening for a second and just rate and review us, please. Please. It's so helpful. We love it. It makes us feel better about ourselves. It's very affirming. Yeah. Um, it's hot in LA. Just so you guys know. And in Fullerton. In Fullerton, the suburban just outside of it. Um, we're sweating. Yeah. It was a hot one, but it was worth it for you people. You know what else is a hot one? This episode. Oh, nice. All right. Um, Enjoy. Bye. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for... Caesar is a giant prehistoric fish that's been passed down from kid generation to kid generation. We know this because Sid does his usual intro and Gerald tells the story. There's a fishing contest uh, in the city and um, at City Lake and uh, all the kids are starting to sign up for it. Um, And Arnold and Gerald say they're going to catch Big Caesar, who is like I mentioned, a, a prehistoric sized fish that's been Uh, in that lake since before it was a lake. And after many many years, that lake shrunk and then a city built around it and there's still a giant fish there. So it's it's become somewhat of an uh, it's an urban legend that's much bigger than even the city. Um, So they decide they're going to do it. Uh, Back at home uh, at Arnold's place, they're trying to kind of jimmy together some sort of fishing rod. Uh, Grandpa sees it and says whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to do something else and he kind of um, invests in uh, some time with them to tell them the story of when he saw when he saw Big Caesar when he was a young man and then and then basically encourages them like hey you guys are going to do this now so here's he gives them a fishing rod and he um, sends them on their way uh, and the rest of the episode is surrounds um, the kids doing the fishing contest um, where you kind of get three um three heroes on their journeys. you have helga and, and phoebe kind of uh seeking up this pragmatic kind of thing and you have uh harold and stinky who are going by uh just the feeling that stinky has and then you have arnold and gerald who have this lofty goal of catching big caesar and they end up they end up catching him and um and w- with a giant net and uh then they de- they decide though uh Arnold looks into the eyes of this fish and decides, ah, we're gonna let him go." So he grabs this rod that uh, Grandpa had hooked him with decades ago, and then they let they let the fish go. And no, they don't win; they don't catch anything. But there's some sort of thing shared between Arnold and Grandpa. Um, yeah, the plot points of this episode aren't aren't that complicated. You know, kids the kids go out to catch fish, and that's what they do. Um, but there's a lot underneath this narrative um, that I'm really excited to talk about. Um, so, uh, I mean, there, if I'm if I'm going to jump in and just say like a couple scenes that are, there are a lot of scenes in this. That I think they're important. I think there's one that kind of overwhelmingly talks about this, um, uh, and that's or, or better way to say it is initiates the viewer into the same thing that Arnold and Gerald are getting initiated into. And that's grandpa talking a bit about that. Do you think that's a, a good scene that when grandpa kind of brings them into the fishing room and talks to them about it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. that is a good introduction for the viewer. Yeah. Uh, why don't, why don't we just jump into that scene? Cause it's, it's really good. and It'll get our conversation started. What you working on there, short man, mousetrap, nuclear submarine? No, Grandpa, it's a fishing pole. We're going to City Lake Saturday to catch Big Caesar. Big Caesar? You are going after Big Caesar? You're gonna need something more sturdy than that. Come on, boys. It's time I showed you the fishing
1: room. Fishing room? You have a fishing room?
0: There.
1: That's more like it. Grandpa? How come you
0: never told me about this room before? you weren't ready. That's why. But comes a time in every youngster's life when he's old enough to take on Big Caesar, and you boys, ah, eh, you're not ready yet. But I'm tired of waiting. Saw myself once. I was out in the murkiest corner of City Lake on a foggy dawn in October. Okay. Um. Yeah, and if you guys are wondering, he then tells a story about. He Grandpa tells a story about. Almost catching Big Caesar, and then he doesn't. Um, but we decided it was a long story that didn't have anything to do with do what with, we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think about what, what do you think about this episode? Let's let's. I want to hear what you think. I've been talking for like five minutes, <laughs> or like
1: three thirty-five. how the pros do it. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I really like this episode. I think it, as we were discussing before we started recording, uh, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, It has, like, a really good, like, coming-of-age vibe to it that's Mm -hmm. really nice. Um, And I think it's, like, really strong storytelling. Um, I think it kind of, like, the show in general... Well, no, I guess Stinky takes on a thing that's very abnormal for Stinky. Uh, Yeah. But I feel like it still leans into... Uh, Helga's personality a bit, and although it's very brief. She doesn't play like a big uh, role in this episode. Um, and then Arnold, his sort of like constant quest for seeking mm-hmm, more, mm-hmm. and always like humanizing stories and finding like uh, there's always I feel like well
0: not always but sometimes like a familial quality which was really heavy in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think like the the base version like if we're not gonna peel back the layers. I think the easy read of this episode is everybody has a big fish tail, like a, a tale about catching the biggest fish. That's a common trope of like the American outdoorsy. Like there's, I mean, that if you guys have seen the film, big fish, that's kind of a theme of that movie too, is everyone has a tall tale. And I think this story is a little bit, and there's a lot more depth I want to jump into, but, um, If nothing else, it's a story about tall tales because that's first, you know, Gerald tells the tall tale of the urban myth and then grandpa tells his tall tale to the kids. Um, then Arnold and Gerald create their own. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and even kind of adjacent to that, um, Arnold seeing the value of urban legends, that there's a separate life to them that are important. That's important to the fabric of the community. Um, and he knows that killing that fish is going to end that urban legend forever. Um, and that's why Bigfoot's never been caught. Yeah. A lot of people let let (laughs) Bigfoot go. Uh, but okay. So I think, I think that on its own is like, and Adam and I have already like prepped a few other things to talk through. And I think even just that, what I just said alone is like a very nice, um, uh, it's a really nice symbol for the story. Is that tall, everyone has a tall tale, and there's value to tall tales?
1: Yeah, and that it's almost they're worth preserving.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Even if that means that you have to sacrifice your own individual glory,
0: oh, which is totally yeah, yeah. which
1: I think it, it goes on at the end of this very end of this episode. Um, if you all want to watch it, um, but I, and I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think you said it a moment ago about it's not worth like killing Big Caesar. Right. Right. And I think you would it, – it. it's funny because in any sort of situation where you're, like, you've captured a beast, that's ultimately what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that for a child in this episode to have that foresight is really interesting. And that recon- recognizing that, like, this was important to his grandfather and this is now important to him – and it will be important to some other kid. Yeah. And there's some yeah. other familial connection for somebody else out there. And it's worth preserving as interesting. But I also think, uh, when we talked a little bit about this before we recorded, like, I think sort of what he got to engage with was like a pure experience. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when he looks into big Caesar's eyes and he sort of sees like himself, yeah. Or yeah. some sort of human quality or just something deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not a beast, essentially. Right, right. Um, and he chooses to spare him. Um, that it, it avoid you avoid a lot of the potential ethical quandaries that will occur if you were to take this prized beast back into town. Because a lot of the things that will be happening, which would be basically turning him into a trophy, mm, killing him, mm. and having him sort of viewed in a way that is not not human the thing's not a human in general mm. but not prizing it the way that like Arnold gets to which is like on like a deeper more emotional sort of level instead of just looking at things like whoa that's a big fish that's the big fish we've all been talking about and people kind of just gathering around and oogling at it it's like he got to have this sort of really deep interaction with this thing with his really good friend create yeah. a memory and then let it go and allow that to continue on f- into the future with other kids and other people
0: yeah it's and it 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 really makes sense to Arnold's character that he would be prepared to do that because you think of that with the turtle, you think of that with, um, kind of, uh, empathizing with Eugene and his pets. Like this is not a, uh, it reminded me of a lot of the turtle episode. Oh, the turtle episode is a great one. They're like almost mirrored. They're very similar. Yeah. One is, um, one is about human. They're both, they both have, both of these animals have human interaction. Um, the turtle has the spray paint on him and that's a marker of human interaction. This fish has that hook that his grandpa put on totally. And it's, it's, I want to go into, um, some Joseph Campbell later, but, um, Oh, Joey, uh, Joey cams is, uh, our buddy, Pete Holmes, not my friend, but uh, that's what he would call him. Um, uh, you know, his grandpa marked this beast decades ago and it's still there. That's a powerful symbol and to have, uh, Oh yeah. we'll table we'll 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 put a hook in that for a second just to um (laughs) (laughs) okay made yourself laugh (laughs) um uh okay so let's go back let's go back to that scene that we pulled um and and we'll go from there so uh, i think that scene for me is a moment of grandpa initiating them into this quest something bigger um uh, and he he mentions that in in the clip we that you heard how it, there comes a time in every man's life where they need to learn how to fish B- basically is uh, gen- generally how that how that conversation goes and the moment that you know the first thing grandpa does is he calls them out on their weird fishing rod he says, what does he say like making a nuclear submarine what's going on and it's arnold taping a ruler to a baseball bat like that's them trying to um that, that's their weapon for going into this like grand quest, this adventure to, to find, to find themselves, to find this beast. Um, and grandpa sees that that's a problem. We're going to need something stronger. If you want to get big Caesar, let me take you to the fishing room. And there's something like, there's something, you know, you think of like the secretness of, of um, initiation. So um, uh, Joseph Campbell, if you guys haven't read um, hero with a thousand faces, it's, a big one, but it is great. And it talks a lot about the hero's journey. It talks a lot about kind of tropes of myth, um, legend, uh, urban legend. It talks about how every, every religion, culture groups, group of people, family, they have some sort of myth system that, um, uh, mirrors those of other cultures and families, et cetera. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of these initiations happen in, uh, you know, like smoke, uh, smoke tents, what, what would they call them? Like smoke rooms, um, like, uh, ancient native cultures. Like a teepee. Yeah. Like, like smoke, like a tented structure of some kind. Yeah. Um, or even if you think of like a more modern experience of, um, uh, like, oh, what? like a smoke filled basement in that 70s show. Exactly. Exactly. Or, 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 um, uh, what's the club called? Like all the secret clubs, like the, the Masonic lodge, like, we're going to like initiate you in this like space or um, uh, religious rites happen in, in you know, in uh, baptisms and um, that kind of thing. All, all those things happen in small spaces. And I like the idea of grandpa bringing them into this like holy room almost like this is my fish room. Like you're ready to learn about it. Um, and there's something empowering for the for Arnold and Gerald after hearing that story like, oh, like he was a young man once and he saw Big Caesar. It's our turn to do that. Um, and then him giving uh, grandpa, giving Arnold that fishing rod is to me, a symbolic moment that reflects like King Arthur getting his sword or like, um, Babe Ruth and his baseball bat. Like there's something like very symbolic about that, that gesture, um, that I like. Um, Uh, I think what's,
1: I think what's something that's interesting is like through the journey of through them, like following this sort of myth. Yeah. This popular myth, or urban myth, or whatever. Um, it's also, like, along the way, it's, like, allowing him to learn something about himself. Yeah. But also, he learned a little something about his grandpa. Right. Which is that he has this story, he has this room. You
0: yeah. know what I mean? There's, yeah. like,
1: this is, like, some initiation into adulthood of some kind. Yeah. Which they're not ready for, which Grandpa says. But he does, he does it anyways. It's oh. come early. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. That's interesting. So, it's, like... Yeah, so, and I, and I think that's, what it, to go back to what we were talking about a little earlier, is it's like the power of the myth is not just the sort of importance of storytelling. It's like all of the little things that are revealed to you, the person oh. engaging with this myth along the way that otherwise maybe not have been, like, brought to your attention or you would, would have been aware of.
0: Well, it, it's like his, uh, uh, this, the quest was laid out in front of him. Um, yeah. by both grandpa and by, um, you know, these other people pushing up against him, Helga and stinky. Um, and so they have no other option, but to like see it through. Um, and there's like also like some innate bravery that they have, you know, Gerald's like, we're going to find it. We're going to do it. They like, he like sets this like very big, um, goal that is nearly impossible. And what's interesting. You said, like you pointed out that grandpa calls out like, Oh, you're not ready yet, but I'm going to do it anyway. The, uh, there are a lot, there are two types of initiation myths. That's a I limited, that's not true. I just mean, there are two that I'm talking about right now. One is, one's where, um, uh, the, the father figure, the God figure, the, the, you know, the like helper, the magical helper, they see their children or they see their, like the person coming to them. And sometimes they say, um, you're not ready. And so I'm not going to tell you yet, or, or, Okay, you say you're ready, but do you know really what you're getting into? Okay, I'll tell you, but this is crazy. There's another group where they say, you're not ready, but I'm going to let you do it anyway. And those always fail. And so it's interesting that like how much work Gerald and Arnold have to go through. There's one where like this, this I think it's a Greek myth of a, a, the child of Apollo who moves the sun. Um, the child of Apollo's like, let me do it. You said you could let me do anything. And Apollo's like, okay. And then the kid crashes the sun into the earth and it burns or so, something like the kid dies. And I felt a little bit like that, like the haphazardness of grandpa throwing them that the rod is like an interesting uh, dilemma, but that's not really the point of this. I just thought that's interesting. <laughs> like you mentioning that's interesting. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I, to jump to the familial stuff, I think that is a fascinating, um, Uh, layer to this is that Arnold when he sees the fish for who the fish really is he's kind of seeing himself because um there's like an empathy there seeing oh like this fish is tied up I wouldn't like that I wouldn't let this fish go and I see myself in it because the urban myth is part of my life this is like the urban myth is an important communal thing and so he decides to let the fish go but then he reaches for the um the rod that's tied to, or that's attached to the, um, the hook that's attached to the, uh, his fin, the fin. And I think it's doing two things. One is it's kind of removing, removing that familial um, burden that grandpa had attached to that, to that legend, to that beast, to that like larger than life magical creature. He's removing that kind of in a way of like healing that relationship between Arnold's family and this fish um, but then the other thing is that that connects Arnold viscerally with his grandpa's story so in both cases he's doing the healing work for, for this like heart myth that him and his grandpa share he's doing like healing work to allow it's like it's like a symbolic allowing grandpa and that fish to reconnect in some ways well
1: and I think it, it's also like affirming to his grandpa
0: yeah yeah um, because yes. th-
1: there is like a lot of doubt surrounding whether or not he's lying. Yeah. And so it's basically like him saying like, you aren't lying and I know that. And like, I've taken this story from you or you've essentially yes. given it to yes. me and I'm, I'm doing, going to do my own thing with it, but I'm also going to like affirm you. In yeah. The, yeah. Sort of so of, by, by handing
0: uh, him the, the, the hook, it's like, I guess the healing is between him and his grandpa. Like it's like, or not between, but like it's, giving his grandpa that confidence. No, no, I like, I did see this and this is the proof. This is from decades ago. Um, And there's something really like mythic and legendary of, of the hero looking into the eyes of the beast and seeing himself. That's a really beautiful symbol. I really, I really liked that. I thought that was a really touching moment and a really powerful moment too. So So I want to jump from this to, to stinky because I think there's a connection. Yeah, sure.
1: So it's interesting because I feel like the hero, oftentimes is there's like a specific there's like it's like a manifestation of like ego of some kind. Totally. And kind of so, dumb, like like gut. Like, yes, it's yeah. very guttural. It's like we. It's like there is this thing out there that I've heard about, and I must see yeah. it with my own eyes, and I must engage with it, and so. You have Arnold being that, that, that dreamer that that
0: like, uh, yeah, he's, he's the hero. He's the common trope of a hero. Well,
1: and it's the, it's sort of the gall of inserting yourself Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. this larger Mm -hmm. myth, Mm -hmm. right? That like you, you think you're the person of all the people that have tried to do this. You're going to be the one to slay this dragon. And yeah. And I think contrasting that to stinky. Yes. who. Is like, for lack of a better way of putting it, like super Zen about the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, He's like, it's not so much. He's not searching. You know what I mean? If he's searching anywhere, he's searching within himself. And if
0: this thing is going to come, it's going to come to him. So let me, let me describe a, Stinky really quick. So then you can have a word picture. He's sitting in a boat with Harold and Harold's like eating this, eating this shit. Which up. is really hilarious. It's, it's, it's a really funny pairing. Like yeah, H- Harold's. Also guttural, but yeah. he's he, he's like Stinky's perfect disciple. Like yeah. he's all in. So Harold's like making fun of everybody else. Like you're not with Stinky, I am. Stinky's wearing a hat, a triangle, a pyramid hat that has a third eye on it, and he's holding. He his legs are crossed in the in the own position, and his hands are also in the own position. But they're holding the string of the fishing rod. No fishing rod. He's just holding the string, and the string is in the water. And he's he's like. Focusing and concentrating on this dream he had. So the, I just want to give you guys yeah. the perfect <laughs> illustration of what... So, that, you know, uh, uh, honky-tonk, stinky yeah. is is zen.
1: Yeah, and I, so I think... Um, it, 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 he, he's an interesting way to contrast both what Helga's doing and what Arnold's doing. Totally. And... So, what, and then what Helga's doing is she's viewing the, the contest in the, like, traditional sort of zero-sum way of, like, you're either the winner of this thing and you're going to have the biggest fish, right. or you're the loser. Right. And so hers is sort of engaging in a similar exercise that Arnold is, except on a way, like, more surface-level right. Like, right. way of engaging with it, which is pure competition. Right, right. Which is, she's not on some, like, mystical quest like yeah. Arnold is, which um, she's basically just wants to stand on the platform and say she's number one and right. she won. Right, right. Um, right. And if you aren't doing that, you're a sucker. And if you want to go after that sort of fairy tale, you have your head in the clouds and you're a quote unquote dreamer when, which I think is funny because to me looking at this, there's a lot of similarities between what Arnold and Helga are doing. They're just at varying levels of depth and sort of, yeah, one
0: Arnold understands that it's much bigger than his like, yeah, you know, little view of what the world is and, or Helga's little view. Um, and another so this is a definitely joseph campbell thing it's definitely going to be like a like star wars is a really easy example but um a lot of times in these ancient myths these these urban legends um the hero confronts a mystical um helper and then moves on to continue on his quest and that's stinky it's like it's like Arnold is passing through this foggy lake and mm-hmm. he bumps into this guy who he it's like Stinky understands fishing.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: went and Stinky wins. Like yeah. Stinky was right, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was like he wanted to concentrate on just the process of winning. And or not we, like doing like seeing the dream through. The dream has It came to him in a dream, and so he's going to, like, zen out and just focus on that. And there's something about Arnold approaching him that feels very, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, like uh, any kind of ancient mystical creature that understands. It's Mm -hmm. like Stinky understands something that Arnold doesn't.
1: Well, it's almost like a weird... it's, It's almost like um a sort of like pseudo initiation for the viewer as well because it's, right. it's showing like the transition from on one side you have the pure competition of trying to win the biggest fish and then where where arnold and gerald are going is someplace different right and your first sort of introduction to that is through stinky um and then you this the, the story sort of carries on and it sort of blends stinky and helga so huh. and, which i think is sort of interesting um
0: yeah, I don't know. This is a good episode. Yeah. I mean, yes, watching the first few times I've seen this episode, Stinky's the comic relief. But when I just watched it before we recorded this, it like blew my sure. mind. Yeah. How, how Zen he is, how, how he is fitting that role of like mystical helper in a way that very, very, I think having it be Stinky too, who's this like, Honky tonk guy who's like kind of dumb and like talks with a you know twang, like having him be the one, um, who understands this like third way is, um, was a nice character choice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one of, oh, and obviously this episode's just about like what is real and what's not because you have all these different, um, mentions of you know Helga saying I'm we're going to go fish for something that's real and then you have grandma calling out um grandpa like oh like that's not real but then also grandpa's calling her out that parrot isn't real but then the parrot flies away and so the whole time you're wondering like did Arnold and Gerald really see the fish like did it happen and that you know the hook kind of alternates that view as well so there's a lot of good like um not nuggets but Kind of perpendicular stories, not stories, themes that that are pretty interesting in this episode. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's the people that are not as concerned with engaging with what is real both seem to win out in the episode, which is Stinky and Arnold, and Gerald. It's like because, to- yeah, they're both yes. they're all throwing themselves into an unknown. Yeah, and they come out the quote-unquote winners they come mm-hmm. out on the better mm-hmm. side of the thing mm-hmm. rather than um and i I don't, I don't know i just think it's like a like a like these, these episodes are weird because especially for what we're doing is like this is could be like a very long story and it messes with a lot of tropes like common tropes in storytelling right. but it's done so quickly yeah that like yeah it only can really do so much do you know what i mean like with 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 what's right in front of you Mm. um and i think in this episode especially for what we're doing you we run into these sort of like interesting points where like to me thinking of stinky as the helper like is it, it makes sense to me but like it's not really in my opinion there because there's not like some nugget of wisdom that's passed on do you know what I'm saying? In an explicit sort of sense.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a microcosm of the hero's yes. journey. Yeah, totally. It's, it's
1: playing with a, a sort yeah. of trope from other things,
0: but it's... Yeah. One of the tropes is the hero confronts a mystical being who understands life better than the totally. hero. And that did happen in this. But it, there's no... To me, there's no, like... Not to the depth. Recognition. Right, right. And
1: that's just, to me, like, shows the sort of what we're, we're dealing with.
0: Yeah, we're dealing with like... a 22-minute... No, no, not even. Not 10, even, like... 11-minute. Yeah. yeah. It's extremely fast. Yeah. And so the fact that they can fit this... Fit all these tropes into this sort of a yeah. thing... And come out... I mean, we... I'm, like, very proud of, like, like, what we... Because I knew that... I knew coming to this... Okay, I know this is about, like, truth and reality and storytelling. Yeah. And I... It... Honestly, Stinky helped me help totally. click for me. Like, yeah. okay, this is about the hero's journey. This is about it. yeah, yeah. So, to me, the most the two most important things of this episode that really make it well, the three most important things: Grandpa um, initiating them into this thing, um, uh, Stinky acting as this like third way, and then um, Arnold uh, uh, confronting the Beast, uh, looking at the Beast in the eyes, taking the hook off. Those three moments are actually pretty powerful tropes that are what make Star Wars great, or what make ancient Greek great. In ten or eleven great. minutes. In ten <laughs> minutes, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah, like yeah. crazy. It's, yeah, um, it's, it is pretty insane. Yeah, it's it's really good. It, and and there was no, um, and this is no, this is just the way, uh, short form, especially nineties, 90s, nineties um, 90s cartoons. I've been I just started watching Gravity Falls, and it's like so well written and uh that's a it's a kid's cartoon and obviously adventure time we talk about a lot and rick and morty and these there are a lot of animated cartoons not a children's show don't let your kids watch rick and morty it's filthy but it's very very complicated and i think the last 10 or 15 years um animators animated storytelling has been allowed to be as complicated as they want it to be and hey arnold was one of the first that attempted to do that within the nineties form. Now I'm not a historian, so I don't, I'm sure there are other cartoons that do that as well, but from my memory of the shows that came out in the nineties, which were funny, well, well made, etc., cetera, Hey Arnold was doing a thing that, um, they were using the, the way that stories wrote that stories were written back then to try to do a more complex thing. They weren't allowed yet to write, you know, a, a, a show Bible, like Adventure Time is building a complicated world. Hey Arnold is not building a complicated world. It's a it's a realist world that has bits and pieces of magical realism here and there, but mostly it's a it's a realist world. And, well, and I think there's like a radical
1: simplicity to Hey Arnold. Yes, and which serves it really well. Whereas to me, Adventure Time in all elements is maximalist and is revels in its right, hyper complexity.
0: Right. And I and I think. Which is like a different
1: form of storytelling and it's like a yeah, different yeah. story writing genius in totally. its way. But the simplicity of Harold and how it it flows through these different tropes in this one episode Exactly, exactly. So Just like succinctly and and fluid with such fluidity, I think it is really interesting. It's
0: like they're they're looking ahead to what a show like Adventure Time is doing thematically and totally. they're saying we want to do that thematically with like commonplace stories, yeah, which is what was happening. I mean, not that, you know, there were plenty of out of this world, out of this world type television back then too, that, that was animated, but that's what animation is. But to not have a complex world that they were creating and just say, yeah, we're going to do like little 11 minute vignettes about this community and still cram in Tropes about the hero's journey. That's great, great, great story writing. I don't know if it's just that
1: I'm tired as we're recording this, but to me, some of the episodes in this episode is that way. They almost have like a dreamlike pace when you look at how like thematically and how the 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 story sort of flows. Like it's sort of. It, I, and I, I don't know. I just I think that. Well, they're flo- they're floating on a lake. I mean, it's supposed to be. Um... But the whole episode, if you li- like, I like am visualizing the whole episode flowing that way. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like even how you described like the three different segments, yeah, and the three different
0: tropes. There's something about where like it flows really nicely. Oh, it really? Yes. Nice. Like you're on a river. Yes. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, one more Joseph Campbell nugget. He calls it. Uh, he he says dreams are. Oh, he has this great phrase, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it has to do with like when you look in, look at your dreams or if you look at myths, it's like you're on, it's like you're on a lake and you're fishing and you're, you're fishing for myth and you're, you're trying to like, like pull it out from the water and understand it. And I felt like this episode was that it was, um, these two kids trying to open up this lake of myth and like, look at it, look at it in the eyes. Um, and so I think even that, that theme is throughout the whole episode, and it feels dreamlike. It feels um, soft, um, but but it's still this adventure, too. It's, like, totally. both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cry of the Week? Or anything else? I mean, at all? <laughs> well, uh, anything. Uh, no. I don't know. I don't want... I really like this episode.
1: I think we've done a decent good job so far. Yeah. I don't want to, like, drive it on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like...
0: So much to talk about i, I want to like write i want to write about this one um there's so much well it's there for, okay, yours, it for it you. i may i may uh cry of the week you go i don't know um i <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: the silence
0: yeah the you know you're probably gonna, i think if you want to agree with this i think it's fine i think arnold looking into the eyes of this beast is really moving. And then him like doing that last, that last gesture of pulling off the hook. It's just like a powerful five seconds. Well, I think to piggyback on that a bit, I think
1: for me, it was actually, uh, the giving of the hook to the grandfather. Right. Right. The passing it off, I think was really like a nice little touch.
0: Yeah. If, and if we haven't hammered it home, hammered it home, you know what I mean? Uh, the familial aspect of that gesture is really Mm -hmm. powerful. Yeah. Um, There's, there's a underlying familial connection in this episode with grandpa passing on and initiating to Arnold and Gerald and then them doing it back. Mm -hmm. Um, All tied to the mystery myth um, life of this urban legend.
1: And it's like, instead of just Arnold and Gerald making that event purely about themselves, it's like Arnold
0: recognizing the grandfather's importance Mm and them being there Mm -hmm. in the first place. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Giving it back. Yeah. And, and really the episode starts out with this grand story of this prehistoric animal and it, it like funnels down to this moment of, Mm -hmm. of Arnold looking into the eyes of this beast. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's a great movement too. Yeah. Um, not my cry though. My cry is definitely him. Yeah. I, I would give it a full cry.
1: Yeah, I'll do it too.
0: Thanks man. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. This was a doozy of an episode. Um, It's, uh, yeah, watch it. Um, And look, if you have any questions about today's episode, please email us. (laughs) Hey.HanoldHey at gmail.com We love your emails. We love your rates and reviews. Um, As usual, we have uh, some dope tunes. Uh, This song is called Dope VHS Master. It's by Desmond Cheese. Uh, and it's on the album Fame and Fortune. Um, it's just dope, <laughs> right? It is. It's yeah. great. Uh, enjoy the tunes. Um, check them out. And uh, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, and we recently found on the old Spotify. Oh yeah. App- a guy or yeah it's a guy i don't know his name off the top of my head but he has a playlist that's very
0: long and it's called arnold's bedroom hey arnold's room hey arnold's room yeah and the first like 30 songs are totally Arnold's room yeah this song was one of them and Um, then it sort of just devolves into like him listening to probably whatever he wants really funny like kanye next to fish like everything anything and everything later on it goes that way yeah but it's like that. The uh, the idea behind that is really funny. Oh, I think it's great. I'm shocked no one's done it before that. It's great. Maybe maybe you did it the first day Spotify opened up. I don't know. Maybe. Well, enjoy enjoy the dope VHS master, and um, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Thank <laughs>